0: Welcome to the Life Melbourne podcast. We're so glad you're joining us for another hope filled message. We pray that you're encouraged by this powerful word from our Sunday service. So great just to be together today and on expansion, week one of expansion Sundays, as we uh, clearly and uh, excitingly take these steps towards all God is leading us into. And you, again, may be relatively new here, as Nadia was referring to earlier, and we're just so honoured that you're here. And can we one more time put our hands together and just welcome those who are fresh here today and just trust you've been able to meet someone on the way in and you've just connected heart. But again, it is a time where we are in a season where God is leading us into truly what is in our strength impossible, but what is in God is truly His promise and truly what He is desiring for His kingdom to keep moving forward because I believe we live in the city, a great city, an amazing city that has full of God's promise and God's purpose. And uh, and I love that we all are a part of that. And, and I'm excited today because not only will you capture it for the first time, but also that we will be able to see what God has been doing these last 12 months. See, the last 12 months, we uh, started expansion for the very first time, this time last year. And it really is about us going, okay, God, what are you calling us into and entrusting for us for what's ahead? And Who knows that when you're stepping into things of God, it's not just the reality of what we could do in our strength, but it has to have the capacity of what God can do, come on, through His Spirit and through the reality of His hand at work. And that's what this last 12 months has seen. It's just seen God do amazing things. Uh, You know, it was amazing last Sunday who enjoyed being a part of the 30-year birthday celebration, right? And just to see a snapshot window of what God has done over 30 years. And I believe we're sitting here today in the position we are because of the last 30 years. Come on, thousands and thousands of individuals and families and couples just like us who have said yes to what God has led us into. And here we are standing in that. And it's amazing. You know, the legacy miracle, the 45 million miracle of being debt free so that we could then enable $20 million worth of community impact to take place, which took place as of the first time last year for the first 12 months, which is amazing. The day that miracle of the 45 million promise, the day that that became available, or was fulfilled, sorry, the day the last dollar hit the account to hit that exact amount, was actually the same day I worked out And found out about a month afterwards was the same day that we put in our very first offer on Sim Street in the miracle land that God was stepping us into. And I just love God's hand and I love God's timing and I love what He is setting up. And I I just love that when it looks like what we're stepping into naturally can seem so enormous. And it could be so easy depending on how we sit in this room to go, oh, here we go. It's all about buildings. It's all about money. It's all about, I love the most freeing thing is, is it's not about buildings. The most liberating thing is it's not about the reality of what we can do in our own strength, but it is the reality of us saying, God, we're going to live in a way that aligns to what you are leading and you are doing. And so therefore, I also say it's been 30 years, but I also believe it's been eight years. The last eight years that as a campus, as a church, we've just journeyed together saying, God, we're in. In every season, in every way, we've just said, God, we want to build your house. God, we're here to lift up your name. God, it's not about the talents of a few, but it's about the kingdom of God advancing. It's about you, Lord, being lifted up so that people can be drawn to the reality of who you are. And I believe that God is saying, you know what? It's not about you choosing your next season. It's actually about saying, I'm choosing you. And so it's been 30 years, but it's been eight years. And then in the last 12 months, God has been moving. God has been leading and God has done amazing things. And so I'm excited this morning for us to be able to jump to the screen and be able to capture just a clip that shows what God has been doing and also the miracle, if you haven't heard about it, and the property God's leading us into, which will be our permanent home, and all the other areas of community and kingdom we want to step into. then I pray you are encouraged, but I pray for all of us. We're stirred in our faith. Come on, for the step God is leading us into in this season as we keep taking ground for Him. Is that cool? All right, come on, we put our hands together and go to the the screen. Here we are, 12 months into the incredible miracle journey of expansion. A declaration that God put in our spirit at the beginning of 2021, when we were seemingly facing a dead end with our lease unexpectedly ending, yet it was not the landlord shutting the door, but actually it was God opening a new one. And He was positioning us for something that is truly exceedingly, abundantly, and above anything we could have imagined. You know, and I've actually been reminiscing lately, thinking about the moment when God was leading us as a family to move to Australia and a life here in Melbourne. And one of our hearts cry was, God, if this is you, then all we ask is that we wouldn't just occupy a building on another street corner, but we are desperate to be a church that would be used by you to reach Melbourne and impact a nation for Jesus. You know, and we are in awe of all that God is doing and the incredible people who God has led into life. But with all humility and with honesty, I am convinced that we are actually part of a moment in history where God is entrusting us with the expansion of His Kingdom. And it was actually on April the 26th, 2021, after signing to go unconditional on this miracle property that afternoon at 2.34pm, We heard the phone call from the agent saying the words, it is done. Confirmation, the vendor had countersigned, the sale was complete. It was a moment like I've never experienced before. Everything stood still. And it actually hit me that from that moment and for every generation to come, this is now Kingdom Land. Land set apart for the Name of Jesus to be lifted up. The Church of Christ to be built and where thousands upon thousands will receive salvation. A house of the miraculous where the Holy Spirit will move in power. His truth will set people free and there will be an ever increasing family that will be formed. It really is unbelievable. And it was with the word expansion in our heart but yet no doors opening that I asked God to please make it clear what He was leading us into. And in that moment, he gave me a picture of an aircraft carrier. And the purpose of these vessels is to carry, equip, deploy and recover. And it was actually the very next day that I was led onto Sim Street for the first time. And I know without question that this property is our God-given vessel that He is appointing us to carry, to serve, love and care for more people at a whole new capacity. Creating an authentic community where everyone can belong. Equip, that we would see every desiring heart discipled to discover the truth of who God destines them to be. Enabling true freedom and transformation from the inside out through the teaching and embracing of God's Word. Deploy, we see tens, hundreds, and then thousands activated in their God-given purpose and with a united mission to see God's kingdom advance through every sphere of society, recover, to be a refuge for the hurting, those crushed in faith, and wondering if God could still use them, that through care and encounter, we will see the love and power of God restore hearts and release fresh vision and purpose. It's through our expansion offering we're making this a reality by sowing into our stage one fit out of our new home and also the increasing of our community and kingdom impact. Now, while we're yet to occupy the new premises, by God's grace, we have been able to outwork this promise. I'm so grateful to be able to report that through expansion in the areas of church, community and kingdom, we have increased and despite the extended lockdowns and the very real challenges of COVID, God's kingdom is advancing. You know, in church we've expanded with over 12% growth, 100 recorded decisions for Jesus, 30 baptisms, 39 baby dedications, 80 people engaging in next steps and many more connecting into groups and joining teams. We have pioneered Epic Camp, Young Adults Retreat and had an overflowing Empower Weekend which was really nothing short of a move of God. In community, We've expanded. In the last 12 months, we've been able to give over 8,650 meals to those in need through Community Kitchen. We've responded to emergency flooding, gifted over 11,548 Christmas boxes across three states and five packing locations. Mobilised over 822 volunteers who have served for more than 5,180 hours. We collectively have partnered with 167 community organisations and enabled a total community impact, value of over $863,000. We have expanded. And in Kingdom, through our valued partnership with One Heart Foundation, we've actually been able to again financially partner with the development of the new One Heart Village in Uganda. And we've been able to also provide care packs during lockdowns in Kenya. You now I don't know about you, but I marvel at the goodness and the faithfulness of God. When it comes to our future home, progress on Sim Street continues to move forward step by step. We've completed all of our early works. We are actually progressing through applications with Council. We have further developed the amazing connection areas, kids facilities and an auditorium that will be part of our initial build while also master planning not only the stage one fit out, but ensuring the future strategic vision is always incorporated so that we can secure the ongoing expansion for generations to come. Now it really has been miracle after miracle every step of the way. And while there are many more miracles needed and always situations that can seem a little like natural setbacks, we know they are divine setups where we will continue to see the masterstroke of God at play. It really is so encouraging. And I get excited to hear all of these statistics and the numbers, and I love capturing a glimpse of what our future church home will be. But I pray for all of us, what we see is people. One of these families that has moved me so much in the last few months, as I've watched their lives encounter God and increasingly become part of the Life family, is Anthony and Sarah with their two boys. It's this mission to carry and equip that God is already doing so much in them and now increasingly through their lives. Let's be encouraged by their story.
1: Hi, I'm Sarah, this is my husband Anthony. We've been together for about uh, nine years now. Uh, We've got two beautiful little boys, Andre is two and a half and Isaac's 11 months. When we first met Anthony um, was going to church every Sunday, then he slowly walked away um, from church, just being yeah. busy with work and um, just obviously just we were, you know we were young, so we wanted to go out and we didn't find that a priority back then. but yeah coming coming to life um about six months ago, um, Anthony yes. is one of Anthony's friends invited you, didn't
2: they? Yeah, I was at work uh, one day, and one of my good friends semi uh, we were just talking about what's, what we are doing on the weekend, and he mentioned, oh, well, Sunday, I'm going to church. If you're not busy, come along. Um, and I was sort of hesitant about it at the start, um, but we went home and spoke to Sarah about it, and, and she was keen and she was, yeah, wanting to go. So we ended up going that, that same weekend on that Sunday and just felt at home as soon as we walked in. All Aaron was just so, welcoming and just a smile on everyone's faces. We, we, we felt like we belonged and we were home, so. It was
1: from the minute you walk in from the car park to yeah. someone opening the door <laughs> in the elevator. To someone, yeah. you know, putting Aaron, your, your son's name in there and then yeah. offering you a coffee, offering, you, like, they could, no one can do enough for you.
2: Yeah, everyone was just so welcoming and yeah. just felt at home, so it was since that first Sunday we we, we made it a priority and our, mm. our thing that every Sunday we, we're going to church and going to life, so, yeah.
1: You know, it was all new to me, to be honest. I don't really have any meaning of Jesus or who he is or what he did or, you know, I actually didn't even know the the fact that he was on the cross and and sacrificed his life for us, I didn't know that. I decided to join Alpha, which I loved. And every week I was, you know, understanding something um, different or new. So after watching Alpha and and learning, you know, all the different steps of who Jesus is and um, why he did what he did and how he's always there, I just thought, what's the point of waiting? Like, I just do it now or do it later? No way, I'm, I'm, I'm coming to church now, so I might as well just give it my all, so.
2: Yeah, when I decided <laughs> to get baptised, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna go for it. And you know? I'm here, I I've walked away and now I'm back and I'm, I'm all in, so. Just with that statement that, that Craig made, we're not here to renovate a building, we're here to restore a city. To, to me, I, I think of myself until I come back to church and, I felt restored and just hearing those words just really makes you feel warm at heart knowing that, you know, we're here to restore people, you know, there's like, like myself, I just, there's so many people out there who who are going through the same thing and you just get excited that, you know, what we're building and what's to come of how many people are gonna be restored and saved as well, so. You know, a lot
1: of people are still lost and they don't know or understand um, Jesus or God just like I did. But when they do, they're gonna find themselves and better themselves.
2: You know, it gets us excited knowing that, that we're putting in our offering, knowing that it's it's, it's gonna benefit not only us but everyone else around us, our, our church family and our community. So um, yeah, I will look at it like that. If you can if you can go out and spend, not even think about spending, you know, money here or there doing whatever, it should be the same with with the church as well with the expansion because should be more because you know what you're getting out of it and, and, and what it's going to, and it's, it's only benefiting us and, and everyone around us. So yeah, we are excited to, to offer and just excited for what's in the future with this expansion.
0: Anthony and Sarah, we love you guys. And it really is so humbling to know that we all get to be part of what God is doing in and through people's lives. And as I look at our great city, filled with millions of God's people, I see it. I see God's house full time and time again, with hundreds and then thousands from all generations and cultures, united in Christ, and with full volume of heart, worshipping and exalting Jesus. I see the lost being radically saved and heart transformation taking place and I see person after person declaring the words, I'm free. I see so many precious people being restored. As God breathes His life, identity and purpose into their hearts and I see joy, laughter, a family for all, abundant hope, miracle upon miracle and a well of living water that never runs dry. What I see is I see revival. See in God we have big dreams that really are only possible with our incredible God. But one dream we carry as a church is that we would be a people who would never respond out of obligation, but from a faith-filled, spirit-willing, awakened hearts that are constantly hungry for the expanding, extending and adorning of His bride. That united together, we will see every sphere of society and every generation impacted and changed with the reality of Jesus. And I believe we must humbly, yet unapologetically, live with the revelation that God has positioned us for such a time as this. And our very purpose is to see His Kingdom come and His will be done. For this is God's house, and it will be built by God's people. And it's our prayer that through expansion, we would all expand. That as we continue to take these steps of faith and play our part, that our heart for God's house, His church, and His people would expand. And God would move in and through all of us in an increased way. So for everyone who calls Life Melbourne home, and others who feel led by God to partner, on June the 26th is our expansion offering. And our prayer is that just as the Holy Spirit has led us from the moment we drove on, He is also gonna lead all of our hearts in the same way, and we are together gonna respond in faith and partner generously with the building of His church and the advancing of His kingdom. For we are not here to simply renovate a building. And we are here to restore a city and see the name of Jesus lifted high over Melbourne and beyond. How good is God? can't help but get uh, emotional on a few occasions. Because we really are, thank you guys. Aren't those two amazing? So much so they even match this morning. It's just fantastic. (laughs) I'm moved by what God is doing. And I pray that for all of us, and I'm just so honoured that we're all here. (laughs) I love that we have a church that doesn't go, oh, we're talking about expansion. We're talking about the opportunity to, to sow financially into something. I think I'll have this Sunday off. No, we're here. I love that people are joining us. They've said, hey, we're, we're away at the moment, but don't worry, we're on. We're in the service. We're part of it because this is something that's not about a program or a campaign. This is about the commission that God has called us to. And I just love hearing Anthony and Sarah's story, but I love the fact more that it's not one story. There is so many moments, so many stories. And, Those are the ones that we are seeing in the last 12 months, but I tell you, I see it. Do you see it? Do you see it? It's not just the ones and the twos now and again, but literally week after week, life after life, God is going to move powerfully and God will continually transform lives. And I just have it in my heart this morning. First and foremost, I want to say thank you. I want to say thank you to every person who has partnered in the last 12 months for us to be able to take the last 12 months the way that we have and be able to continually step into the reality of the construction side of things, but then also the ability to keep stretching the area of care and love and support. I want to thank every person that stretched. I want to thank every person that heard from God and just said, God, if it's in your will, then I'm in. Let's go for it. I want to thank you because if it wasn't for you doing what you've done in the last 12 months, we wouldn't be where we are today. So can we put our hands together and honour every person? Come on, can we thank God that there's a a hungry church, a desiring church, a willing church? And i got to jump into it, but I've really felt, um, you know, that you can feel stirred to go, okay, all right, we're going to have to like, How do do we present this again? How do we kind of come up with something fresh in regards to God being able to just, you know, the last thing you want to do is just to to sort of feel like you're trying to redo something that's been done, right? Like, but at the same time, the last thing we should ever get ourselves into a place is feeling like we're trying to conjure up something, to stir and motivate people to do something in a moment that really, in six months' time in their heart, still doesn't remain beating and alive because it wasn't a God moment that He led, and And I felt like as I was been praying the last few months leading into it, I felt like God say, it's the same message, Craig. Nothing changes. It's the same heart. It's the same message. We don't need to rebrand anything. We just need to come back to the place. And he said, I want you to speak to the heart. Speak to the heart. And so, Father, we come this morning and we come today, Lord, and we just believe that as much as we are desiring for you to communicate clearly through my words, I pray that you would more so communicate through your spirit. Lord, that we would be in this moment again, yes, wanting head understanding to a degree, but more than that, I pray we'd want heart revelation. Father, I pray that as well, that again, we'd find ourselves as much as we're looking out at what's to come, I pray we would be so in awe and wonder of what you have done in our own lives. Father, that we wouldn't just say, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. move on. No, 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 God, that we would stop and again just be in awe of who you are. We love you so much. We praise you and I pray you lead these next few moments in Jesus' name, everybody said. Amen, amen. amen. Well, we really did, um, at the very start, receive a word from God out of 1 Chronicles twenty-eight twenty, which really talked about, and this was a moment a week after getting notice of having to leave. We got this word that was um, given to me, and it was it says this, and David said to his son Solomon, be strong and courageous and do the work. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord God, my God, is with you, and He will not fail you nor forsake you until all the work of the service of the temple of the Lord is finished. And that's pretty exciting to hear when you've just been told by a landlord to get out, right, and to go, okay, God, you are in this. But in that, I started to search this whole story, and this whole story is about King David in the later years of his reign actually saying, I have it in my heart to build God's house, Right? And in 28 verses number two, it actually says David got all the commanders all of, on all the officials of hundreds and thousands and he got the families together and he uh, declared, he rose to his feet and he said, listen to me, my brothers and my people, I have it in my heart to build him a house. I have it in my heart to build him a house. And I felt like God is just keeping on reminding us and wants to stir us again this morning afresh and say, what is in our heart? Come on, when it comes to building His kingdom, when it comes to expanding the reality of God in our nation, in our community, in our own lives, do we have it in our heart to partner and to continually enlarge what He is leading? And I believe that we do. I love the spirit of this house, but I tell you what, if it doesn't stay on the forefront and if we don't keep putting fuel on the fire, it's not long before we can get sidetracked or we can find ourselves wholeheartedly giving ourselves to something else. So he rises to his feet, but then he also clarifies, guys, God has made it clear. I'm not the one to build it, but my son is. And so then he has this moment where he speaks to his son. And in chapter 9, sorry, verse 9 of the same chapter, he says, and you, my son Solomon. So he's, he's gearing him up for the building of the house, right? You kind of think that he would give him plans of how to build it first, but he doesn't give him plans of how to build it. He gives him a posture from which to build it from. Right? And he says to him, Solomon, you need to acknowledge God, the God of your father, and serve him, listen to this word, wholeheartedly. Serve him with wholehearted devotion and with a willing mind. Who knows? Sometimes our heart can be willing when it comes to what God puts in our heart of what we should give, and our mind says, Are you kidding? (laughs) Has anyone else had those moments? Me too. And uh, you're just like, God, my heart's willing, but my mind says, how? Are you serious? Like, what? But he says, first, have a willing heart. I believe over these moments, and I believe in these weeks, for people who have had a hurted heart, you've had a damaged heart. When it comes to the areas of sowing financially or giving freely into things like we're giving into in God's house, at times you felt pressured and manipulated We're never going to shy away from passion, but we declare you'll never be forced into doing anything that you don't have in your heart to do. But I also believe that I pray you would have a willing heart. I pray something would come alive again, that you would trust again, that you would feel a sense of faith again, that you'd feel a sense of going, God, okay, this is what's in my heart. Now help me process that so I can be a part of, come on, not just living from what has happened, but let's believe for what God can do and keep moving forward. And so he goes on and he says, For the Lord searches every heart and understands the desire and every thought. If you seek Him, listen, He will be found by you. Why are we fasting? Why are we going after it? Because we're seeking God for what He wants to do. But if you forsake Him, He will reject you forever. Consider now, for the Lord has chosen you to build a house as a sanctuary. Be strong and do the work. So he speaks to the importance of his heart. Right, And then he goes on and he gives a number of directions from which God had paced in his spirit. And then in 1 Chronicles 29, verses 1, the next chapter, he says this, And King David said to the whole assembly, everybody's there, he says, Hey guys, I've talked to my son, now I'm talking to all of you. My son Solomon, the one whom God has chosen, is young and inexperienced. The task is great. Because this palatial structure, this temple of God, this spacious place of splendor is not for man, but for the Lord God. Come on, anybody excited about the reality? Come on, we are not here. I, love, I wrote this out of my spirit. This is not the house of man built with the wisdom of man through the gift and strength of man full of the potential of man for the glory of man. That is not what this is. No, this is the house of God built by the grace of God through the willing people of God for the power, presence and promise of God. Through And He will be glorified, magnified and His kingdom will be the one that expands. See, I tell you what, what we don't need is the banner of life over our city. No, we need the banner of Jesus Christ raised high over Melbourne and beyond. For He is the name, There's the only name that saves. He is the name that sets free. He can restore anything that's been broken. He's the one that delivers out of darkness. He's the one that raises the dead. Come on, He is the one that restores even the most dysfunctional life or the most deflated spirit. He brings life. Come on, we are building God's house, a home for all, a family, a faith, and it is a place that we will be aware and in awe of the goodness and the grace of God as we collectively unite and lift Him up and then go as He leads us to go. I honestly know that uh, for us through expansion, we are you know, taking hold of this property, this miracle property. But then we're also at the same time uh, always got a massive heart for community and kingdom and the increase of those areas. But I really pray and I pray we hear it. I really believe that we need to continually grow and increasingly we need to grow with a conviction that we are unashamed about building God's house. That you don't need to convince me of all the community work so that I'm going to go and then be loyal and and honest and and vulnerable and also willing in regards to what God's leading me to do. Because I believe that like Solomon said, uh, sorry, David said so clearly to Solomon, Jesus said so clearly to us in Matthew. He says, hey, teacher, tell us what's the most important commandment? And Jesus says it can be summed up in two. Number one, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your mind. And the second is like it, but it is second. Then love others, love your neighbour as you love yourself. And I really believe, I love how David says to Solomon, Solomon, first of all, wholehearted devotion needs to be for your God. And I tell you what, if there's ever a time we come on, there's the tension to be drawn to other things and the tension to be pulled to other areas of passion and I think the enemy is happy with us loving people. He's totally okay with us giving clothes to people, giving service to people. He's totally all good with it. He's like, yeah, love people and then love God. No, 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 because if we get it the wrong way around, come on, who knows that what we offer is only temporary, but when it's got God on the forefront, it is eternal. Society is okay with us serving and helping people. Give food, just don't give eternal freedom. Give clothing, just not God's life-changing transformation. Give your time, but just not the Holy Spirit's intervention. But I tell you, no, we are called to love God. And the good news about this is that when we love God, you can only increasingly love people. But the truth of it is, is if we love people first, the reality is, is that we can find our heart divided when it comes to loving God. And so I find myself, if anything, I pray you hear my heart is that I'm saying, let us be a church that is okay and not just okay, but is unafraid, unashamed, undeniably here to say, you know what? I'm here to build God's house. Come on, I'm here to build something that goes way beyond who I am. It's gonna reach way beyond I can and it's gonna magnify and enable a kingdom to come that actually is gonna be able to heal a land and restore a city and do what no other program, person, or parliament will ever be able to do because he is a loving saviour. Yeah. So this reality takes place and then David talks about the gifts that he brought. i got to be super quick. He talk about the gifts that he brought, all right, in 1 Chronicles 29.3. And so he brings all of the treasuries that he has available to him because he's king of the public and, and what's been um, devoted. And then he actually dives into his own bank account. And he says these words. He says, besides what I've already set aside for the building, he says, in my devotion to the temple of my God, love that. Come on. and In my devotion to my God, I now give out of my personal treasure of gold and in silver for the temple of my God, over and above everything I've already provided, Can I just encourage us when it comes to expansion, we're not here bringing our ties and our, no, 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 over and above. We're bringing something outside of that. We're bringing seed that's gonna be sown so that God's kingdom can sprout and grow to all that he has. But then he goes and says, I'm going to give 3,000 talents of gold and 7,000 talents of refined silver for the overlaying of the walls of the building. That in today's context is around about $6 billion worth of what he gave out of his own personal treasury. If you're here and you got $6 billion. if you're online, you got 6000000000 billion. I'll take 1%. We've got it. All right, let's go after. But seriously, what God has put in our spirit is far bigger than the current faith step we're taking. Seriously, the expansion that we have is huge, and I look forward to saying it further. But then the amazing thing is is that um, David invites his team to come and give as well, and it says that the people rejoiced at the willing response. The people rejoiced at the willing response of their leaders, for they had given freely and wholeheartedly to the Lord, and David the king also rejoiced greatly. Listen, what David had in his heart ended up coming through his hand. Wholehearted devotion enables a willing hand decision. Wholehearted devotion enables a willing hand decision. Next week as we come to giving, I tell you what, I pray that it comes from here. Yeah, it might, practically at points, it will come from here in regards to what God is as we fulfill it. But I pray what we give next week doesn't just come from, oh, oh yeah, what's here? No, no, I pray it comes from here. And I really pray that by the time we, before the service is finished, I'm going to get the team to come up and I just had this song of my spirit just saying, God, I'll give you my heart. It's like a fresh commission. It's like a fresh devotion. It's a fresh consecration. And in fact, it was the very thing that David invited his team. He said, guys, I want a fresh consecration. I want a fresh opportunity. See, when we're willing, come on, we don't need to be convinced. We carry a conviction. When we're willing, we're not looking at anything we're losing. No, we're unlocking what God has designed and declared. We're not looking at what we don't have. We're not looking at reasons of why we shouldn't be a part of it. No, no, we're looking at going, okay, God, this is in my heart. I understand the situation and the circumstance, but my heart is to also build your house. And who knows that what comes out of the heart is what God marvels at, right? God marvels at the few mites of a woman who says, well, this is what's in my heart. And you've given far more than everybody else because you put your heart into my hands. And don't you love that we have a church that wants to honor God with their heart? But I want you to hear this, and I pray it really captures us. For it's been what God's been stirring in my spirit. And as I really got this picture of God actually saying, Craig, as people give from their heart, we're not just so much about enabling the building of the next step and the, and the extension of the community, et cetera. No, no, no. What we're actually doing is we give from our heart. He said, as we give, we're not putting finance in an offering. What we're doing is we're putting our hearts, we're putting our lives afresh into the kingdom that he's building. And I saw this hand literally as every heart and every family responded. I saw literally like a hand grabbing them and then posturing them and positioning them into the kingdom that he was building. See, I love that we have Jesus Christ, the cornerstone. Can I get an amen? Amen. But then you know that 1 Peter 5 also talks about the fact that we are living stones. The Bible actually declares we are living stones and able to bring living sacrifices. And I literally felt like God was actually grabbing us and as, he, as we gave, it was like we were aligning our heart afresh to Him. And we found ourselves, not that we're all out doing our own thing, but I, found, I felt like He was, again, commissioning us and setting us in the place that He has called us to be postured so that we are together building something that will, again, for generation after generation, be able to be something that lifts up the one name, the only name that has been worth lifting up. But what's amazing is it says that David, as he gave, what he gave... In verse five, it says at the very end, that that he gave was used for the overlaying of the walls of the temple. So the very gold that he gave actually became that which became the, the the visual, the overlaying, right? Is what actually housed the reality of God's presence and God's possibility in that place. What came out of what God David gave out of his heart. Are you capturing this? And I really believe it was like God was saying, what we give sure has great importance because it's going to enable the next steps that we take. But how we give has absolute significance because it actually unlocks what he can do, not in two years, but what he can do generation after generation after generation because of how we give. And I believe that we are here to not just place ourselves afresh into the wall, but I believe that as we give, we're going to give with honour because He is the God who's worthy of all honour. I believe that we're going to give from a place of obedience. Why? Because we want to be people who live aligned to God and all that He's doing. We're definitely going to give from a place of faith. Come on, because it's not about what we can do naturally, but it's about what God wants to lead supernaturally. We're going to give from a place of worship. This table is under the pump right now. We're going to get from a place of worship because even Abraham said, well, God, if you ask of me, my son Isaac, I'm not telling Sarah, we're going to go and slaughter my son. No, I'm saying we're going to go and worship. Because he realizes that God never wanted to take the promise. God wanted to release the promise. But if the promise gift that he had in his hand at that point became the thing that consumed his heart, then he was limited to what God could release. And I believe some of us, God's going to lead us. to go, you know what? How much have have you got trust? Have you got the opportunity to worship? Because you might have a plan in your hand, but I tell you, in God's hand, it can do so much more. Come on, we're going to give from a place of sacrifice. We're going to give from a place of peace. We're going to give from a place of joy. Come on, don't you love that? Anthony and Sarah, I'm excited. I'm excited. I haven't even heard anything about it yet, but I'm excited to do what God's asked us to do. We're gonna give from a place of devotion. We're gonna give from a place of unity. And we're gonna give out of an absolute heart of love for our God. Because David loved God. Because he loved him. Oh my gosh, I have in my heart I want to build you a house. And you know what's gonna line the walls of our new Sim Street home in the I believe in the years to come? It's not just the reality of bricks. <laughs> but I believe what's gonna line it is a spirit and a heart that gives God glory and also says, God, there's no restriction here for you to continue to lead. Come on, for the next 30 plus years, you're gonna continue to lead in ways that we will continually stand back and just be in awe and wonder of the goodness of God. Come on, I pray we capture that in our heart. I pray that we see that. These bricks are actually from Sim Street. And uh, today, obviously, we're opening up so everyone can go and have a look on site and actually go and see it. And at the end of that, as you go out, we're going to give everybody a brick. So you can literally take God's house with you <laughs> and uh, and you can have a part of what you are building and what you are also part of in that sense. And I think it's just a great time as we go and we're going to be able to sign walls and be able to just declare in faith and promises and prayer. And I love that. But you know what I also realize is that a wholehearted and devoted heart also desires the Holy Spirit's direction. We need to be led by the Holy Spirit at this time. We need to keep leaning and living under what He has and He is guiding us to do. If the team can come and join me, we'll, um, we're will um, we gonna have that moment where we can just again, just come personally and privately, but just say, God, I give you my heart. But at the same time, I do wanna enable us to see really clearly what is in before us, what's in front of us and what we are going to be able to step into and also the great miracles that have been happening to this point. All right, so 12 months ago, we signed and went unconditional on a uh, on what is only just an absolute miracle piece of land that is just uh, generationally bigger than where we are right now. But I love that's how God works, right? And so we bought it for um, $20.6 million. And uh, yes, that's a large amount. Um, but the amazing way how God, uh, you know, Actually, amazing how God works together and through the generations of generosity in previous years, but also wisdom by what we're going to be able to do with these other tenants that are in the 8,000 square meters of building. There's other tenants in there that are going to remain in there as we occupy our first area of space. And it actually, for us to be able to go there is only a 20% increase at this point in regards to the reality of, uh, of the overheads that we have where we are right now when we're leasing, right? So pretty amazing wisdom decision and a God outcome. But also great news is is that uh, the commercial market has increased over the last 12 months and conservatively, they're saying the price of this land has gone up by 20% in the last 12 months alone, which is just, again, another great God piece to the whole thing. But for us over the last, over the first two years, as we go to step into it, our goal and our heart has been that we'd be able to raise 2.75 million over the two years. So we're 12 months into those two year journey. And then in that, Last year, we had a faith goal of 166 giving units and 1.25 million that we had raised in the first 12 months. Well, the great news on the other side is that, is to date, we have had 249 giving units and we have received in the account to date, <laughs> 1.3 million. So we supernaturally have exceeded that and we're taking steps forward, which is amazing, absolutely amazing. I love that. And there's still others who have said, hey, we're we're still fulfilling. We're doing what God's called us to do. And I absolutely love that. Um, And you can go with as God leads. But the whole intention of this 2.75 is that we're gonna be able to fit out and frame up the future all right which basically means we're going to be able to take this first step to getting us in there uh, and then on that as well we're going to be able to set the framework for the generations to come so there are a lot of planning and you'll see actually the plans out there in the foyer a lot of planning has gone into ensuring we're setting the right pieces up so that in the future we don't have to redo some of the key areas like the auditorium and the kitchens and the bathrooms and all that sort of side of things which is great um, in that as well obviously we've seen through the videos the foyer areas the kids facilities uh, the auditorium, purpose-built, it again enables us to keep expanding in the years to come. And in that as well is also the plan that the church-wise will actually push from actually occupying a middle section to actually then being able to push out to the back where the other tenants currently are. Uh, they would leave and then we would move into those areas and keep expanding that way, enabling the possibility of a stacked car park, a three, or two or three-storey car park with commercial offices on top of that. Uh, and I think we've got a site for the vision of what could be our future potential on that site to also enable their ways to be other generated incomes to keep being able to facilitate this, but keep extending what we can do in other areas. It really is quite unbelievable and miraculous what we are a part of. Then there's the kingdom in the community side of things. Christmas box. This year, we're going to be extending out to 12,000 Christmas boxes with an additional packing location, which makes six now across Australia which is awesome. Our community kitchen, last year we stood at this time and said we've got to get to the West. Since that time, we've started in the West and we already have three other community centres wanting us in the West. And so uh, we're believing that over the next season and the next few months, we're going to be able to extend another kitchen into the West area. But I can't encourage us enough. Come on, I believe we've got to start prioritising in our heart opportunities to keep serving. And uh, and if you're not on a team that enables con- uh, continual community serving, then seriously come and think about being a part of the Community Kitchen team. If you love cooking for big groups or if you, you've got a big family, then share the love, be a part of the team because it really is amazing. And uh, I was there the other night with Hope and I've got to tell you, if we want our kids to rise and raise with a vision to how to lead and serve other people, Put them in an environment where they're there, being able to connect, love and serve other people. Embrace Grace, Red Frogs. That's exciting what's happening there. We actually now are are the home of the Red Frogs Victoria. They operate here out of church. And we're looking forward to teams expanding there for more university impact. Uh, Sports Chaplaincy, Life Festival, areas of one heart. Live TV continues to expand in different countries and across Australia. And then conferences, excited about them kicking back with the reality of lockdowns over is so exciting. So a bit of information, and I know it's a lot of, but if we go back to the reality that what God asked us and said, could you believe in the next two years that you could raise 2.75? Then basically what that means is if in 21 to 22, this last 12 months that we've raised 1.3, then what that means is that from 2022, from this next weekend through to the next 12 months, that we would be able to believe and step out in faith and collectively with what God does in our heart, that we'd be able to see 1.45 million be able to raise and that together we would collectively see what God put in front of us that originally it was like, I don't know, but the reality is, is that God makes a way where hearts are willing. And, uh, and we're gonna be in a place that we're gonna be able to do that. And so how are we gonna do that? Then we're gonna be able to do that through what we say is as a one-off offering and a 12-month commitment. All right, so next Sunday is our Giving Sunday, which means we're gonna be able to come and we're gonna have an offering moment at the end of the service that we can bring our one-off offering. But then also for many of us, and I pray most of us, there's also gonna be something in our heart that says, over the next 12 months, I could believe to keep being able to to do this, to fulfill this area. And it's gonna be amazing as every person responds out of their heart. Can I just encourage all of us, do not try and find a reason as to why this year you'll just step back or this year I can't. I'm telling you, it's never been about the amount. It's never been about people saying, well, what are you giving or what are you giving? No, it's been about the equal sacrifice of heart that says, God, we're willing and would you lead us? And I pray in that you've got to hear every heart, every level of giving. Doesn't matter what the amount is. Every person is saying, God, we're here to align ourselves with your kingdom and build your house. And I believe something powerful is going to happen. But the truth of it is, is that for all of us, it does look differently. So for some of us, we've been graced or we've been blessed to a capacity to give a lot more than others. But it's not about, again, the equal amount, but it is the equal sacrifice. It is that equally going to God saying, God, what would you have us do? And I love that there are people in our church, big spirited, but also God has given a capacity to give it a huge amount. And, uh, and I love that we don't have to shy away from the ask, but we can say, hey, if that's what God's leading, then go for it. Yeah. If that's a posture of faith where God's grace is gonna move, go for it. The last thing you wanna do is settle down so that you kind of think, oh, I guess this would be the average. No, 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 take the lead. We need some people to take the lead. And so what we do is a bit of a, a table that kind of says, well, how could we get to 1.45? And before we so much get to the number of the amount, I really believe that there's 252 giving units, which is an individual, a couple or a family. I believe we can blow that out of the water. Considering last year we got 249, I believe, I put it conservative, but I just love seeing that number absolutely mowed down. But through that, obviously there's different numbers and there's different availability there to say, okay, what could we believe for? What, what could we do? And in that, it kind of shows a way of how we could get to 1.45. This here isn't a, oh, well, which one am I? I have to do that. This is just a showing. Hey, collectively, as we, as we lead and we go, God is going to move. But I know that God is going to lead us to do things that are God-led and they're full of faith. But one thing we've always stood on as the last 30 years of building life through Pastor Paula Marie and now Pastor Luke and Missy, for us here in Life Melbourne, is that we've always come from the call that, hey, if we just do what God's asking us to do, Come on, then we're going to be able to receive and get what God wants us to get. And then we're going to be able to keep taking the steps that He's calling us to take and we'll keep going forward. And there is great freedom and there is great ability for us to then openly and willingly go, God, would you just speak to me? Does it make sense? Amen. Amen. So come on, why don't we stand to our feet? Might be the first time you've heard about us being in this position and Kind of think, oh, Craig, that's a lot of information. That's a lot to take in. I'm not saying right now you need to make a decision. I'm not saying at home right now there's this pressure of okay. But I believe that God loves to speak. I believe He loves to lead us. I, lo- I know that he, I know that He loves to move in our hearts personally, and I know that He wants to be us to be in a place where again, I feel that this is a moment for us to again, just a fresh surrender. A fresh moment saying, God, you can have this heart. God, I want to be someone that's known. As one who loves you, loved the things you loved, and was was willing and wanting to build the kingdom that you were building. So come on, team, why don't you just lead us for a moment, Robbie, and just... Let's just have that moment where we posture ourselves again just for a few moments before we close. Father, we thank you for the great honour that you choose to use us. Father, we thank you for the great privilege that it is to be your sons and your daughters, being able to be a part of something that is so much far greater than who we are. And Father, I pray that Lord, not just for these next few moments and days, but I really pray that, Lord, what is being built, what is being constructed, Holy Spirit is going to have the realities of your freedom to be able to do and continue to lead and to move in ways, God, that literally are unlimited. Father, that there would be a heart abandonment, that we would live with a continual surrender, that we can live with a continual heart of devotion, a heart of worship that declares, God, this is your house and this is your will and we will live your way. Father, I pray for just a great sense of freedom. I pray for a great sense of faith. God, I pray, Lord, that there would be joy in our hearts for all that you're leading us into. God, we just again declare, Lord, have your way in Jesus' name for we want to see, Lord, your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, can we say amen? We trust that you were encouraged by this powerful message. You always have a place to call home here at Life. And we invite you to join us for our Sunday services at our Melbourne campus. If you're not in Melbourne, then join us for Church Online, wherever you are in the world. Just head to lifeau.org to stay connected and find out more.